hi, I really like you and I want to work for you. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's your host, Eileen. Today's episode is for our creatives, especially if you're interested in graphic design and you want to learn more about how to break into the industry. With us today is a special guest named Dawn Lee. You might not recognize her name, but Dawn has worked with YouTubers like Jen Im, Laura DIY, and Mariana Hewitt. And through her design studio, she's worked with brands like Fenty Beauty, Eggy, and ColourPop. So Dawn Lee is the lead designer and art director of DLD Studio, an LA-based boutique design and visual art studio that works with brands, influencers, and YouTubers. Before founding DLD Studio, she was mostly known as the freelance graphic designer responsible for YouTuber Jen Im's graphics and branding. Currently, Dawn is also a coach for young design students and provides portfolio review service and a mentorship program. I personally knew Dawn back in college at USC, so it's just been so amazing to see how much she's grown and how her career has flourished over the years. If you want to learn more about her journey and how she built up all these amazing clients, listen on. Hi Dawn, welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle. Hi Eileen, such an honor to be on it. <laughs> I know, I'm so happy you're here and I just want to say that I'm like really proud of you just seeing how much you've grown oh. since like college. It's crazy. It's really, really cool to see. I know. So I was telling my partner the other day about like, you know, how I knew you back in college when I was like a little freshman. You're like the cool senior <laughs> and <laughs> it's kind of crazy like I always looked up to you because, you know, like out of everyone, you were being like the creative and mm. really like going out there and yeah. doing really cool stuff. I think it's just so crazy that it's like come full circle and now I'm coming on to your podcast. Yeah, totally. I mean, we we're only in college for like one year together. And after that, I was actually really lost in my life because I was like not sure what I wanted to yeah. do. And I was really doing all these random like music, acting, all these things. But back in college, did you know that you wanted to be a graphic designer? Actually, I didn't. So I got into USC more as a painting major, actually. Mm -hmm. So I think I always knew I wanted to do something in the creative field or the arts. But it was around sophomore year when I started realizing through my digital tools classes that, oh, like, it's really fun to manipulate images on Photoshop and you know, like creating animation and things like that. So yeah, that's kind of when I started realizing, hey, mm -hmm. like maybe this could be my career. So did you first think you were going to be like in painting? Yeah, I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> like fine, fine That's art. so rare. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I, I remember like my relatives would always kind of yell at me like, that's not really a good <laughs> dream because, you know, it's very costly and you're not going to make a lot of money as an mm -hmm. artist unless you become like the next Picasso. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you came from Korea too to like go to school mm -hmm. and it's a big deal. It right? was. Yeah. So I'm actually really happy that you know, life turned out the way it did, because mm -hmm. I still do believe that my painting background and just, you know, fine arts in general definitely helped me develop like an eye for things like that I do now. Oh, for sure. 
I totally think that too. How did you get into graphic design? Was it just through classes or did you do some like learning on your own? Funny story. When I was about in second grade of elementary school, I was like really obsessed with watching, you know, like Lizzie McGuire and even Steven. That's so Raven. I did too. Yeah. (laughs) Around that time is when I saw a lot of people posting on like Zanga or what is even Zanga. Yeah, like people were posting a lot, a lot of like gifts of like funny clips from these popular TV Mm -hmm. shows. And I wanted to learn how to do it. So I actually asked my mom to sign me up for like a very basic Photoshop class when I was in second or third grade. Oh my god, that's so young. It's so young, right? It's like right after I didn't even have a computer back then. Actually, it was my mom's computer that I would just use or like the family computer. And I remember like asking my instructor to teach me how to make gifts. And she thought that was like the weirdest thing because most people want to learn about like very general skills on how to use yeah. the computer. And gifts were not as big back then as they are now, right? Mm-hmm. It was yeah, it was, like the coolest thing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks to that, you know, it's kind of funny how, again, like life comes full circle because when I was making things like that, it was just for like plain hobby and I would make these things. And I think I used to like try to post them on Tumblr mm. or something like that. Yeah. And like I would get so much joy off of just like posting it and then having people like repost it or like comment on and saying like, oh, haha, that was such a funny episode or like that was such a funny moment. Yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's really cute to hear that it started way back then. And the work that you're doing now, it is like Mm -hmm. pretty animated. Like your style is very unique. It's not just graphic design. It's like the video and so much more, you know? And then when you were like studying painting and then you switched to graphic design, did you have this specific style already or do you think it's evolved since back then? Oh, it's definitely evolved. And I think it's still evolving. Yeah, things like I think I've always been kind of drawn to things like bold colors, or mm-hmm. kind of like that, the pop elements of art. But yeah. I feel like even in the past year or two, my art has evolved a lot. And I guess it's a part of like, it's it's like life, like, I think I hold on to certain parts of my art from the past. But certain parts are always going to be changing. Mm. Do you try to purposely like evolve on purpose or is it more like it naturally happens? Because sometimes like say people really like your style from like two years ago. Do you like keep making that or do you force yourself to do something new? Oh, that's a really good question. I think it's a little bit of both. I definitely keep some of them like my old, I guess, styles, if you want to call it on purpose because I do hold on to, you know, like some of the works that I've done in the past for like different people. But at the same time, I feel like a big influence Mm -hmm. that causes my art to keep evolving is also the changing clients that I encounter. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't make all of my art for just clients. And there are like self, I guess, self-driven projects. But at the same time, I think depending on like what some of my clients want, for their channel or their blog or their website, I'm like adapting new looks. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like with each client, you create something for them. So that shapes your style too. Right. A little bit. Yeah. Well, let's rewind because after you graduated, what was your story and how you started freelancing and eventually working with YouTubers and all these big brands? Ooh. So going back to the year 
20, end of 2015 slash early mm-hmm. 2016. I was straight out of college, wasn't one of those kids that was super prepared by the time I graduated. So I didn't really have a job lined mm-hmm. up for me. And I was just a little bit lost. And I think, you know, this is why I really resonated with, I think, one of your podcast episodes where you talk about like, that feeling of like not knowing what to do after college and yeah it's the worst yeah I, especially if you're a high achiever yeah exactly like I yeah. always considered myself like a pretty decent student you know like never yeah. the one to like fall behind or anything like that so I think that when that reality hit and I was like seeing all my friends like getting hired at big accounting companies or you know, like the fancy Mm -hmm. jobs. And I was kind of like, Oh, what now? So that's kind of when I realized, okay, I really need to start building up my portfolio. Because as an artist, that is pretty much what's gonna be like my I guess selling factor. As I was building up my portfolio, I was even then I was actually still looking Mm -hmm. to apply for like a I don't know, like a cushy job at like a big design agency. And as I was sending in these applications and working on my portfolio, I did want to make some side money. (laughs) So I started hitting up some of those like content creators. Mm. And actually, I would say Jen was one Mm -hmm. of the first people that I reached out to. Yeah. And And how did um, you pitch yourself to her? Like, did you have work to show? No, you're gonna laugh. But literally, (laughs) (laughs) I emailed her saying, hi, I really like you and I want to work for you. (laughs) That was the subject. And then I think I linked my portfolio and I just gave like a two sentence introduction of like who I am, how I graduated recently. And I'm just like a fan of her videos. And I thought, you know, take a look at my work, see if there's anything you like and if you feel like we could be a good fit like I'd love to do something for you Mm -hmm. and from there like to my surprise she actually responded pretty quickly like in like less than two hours or something like that Wow! and I yeah because I remember I was at in a cafe when I sent that and I got a response from her before I left the cafe that day yeah yeah um so I went home and it might have been timing like she might have been looking for a designer too at that moment she and Mm -hmm. it was like even crazier because we turned out we were both living in downtown and she Mm -hmm. like was like do you want to just meet up at this cafe like next week and I was like yeah I would love to so I showed up to the cafe the next week with like my laptop and I like so hard to dress like something really impressive and (laughs) and she came in and it was so funny because she was she was looking for me because she doesn't know what I look like but in my mind like I already know what she looks like so I was like waving at her like hi yeah and then she was like oh are you done and I was like yeah and I feel like the rest is kind of history from there because I think I showed up to that meeting also with like a really prepared I actually made some mock banners for her so Mm. it was like kind of like my pitch and did she use any of those mock-ups like in her current designs or did it change completely? Oh, actually, she ended up really liking a lot of the mock-ups that I showed her, but yeah. she had a favorite. So that one actually ended up becoming her banner and Aww. she had it as her banner in the year 2017. And then in 2018, she wanted to change it. So we made her a new banner together. Yeah, I think I remember the previous banner too. Yeah, I love this story so much because I love that you just like went for it. And I want to break it down Mm -hmm. because I know a lot of listeners are younger, they're aspiring graphic designers, and they want to work in this industry. Mm. So can you talk about how you built your portfolio when you had nothing? And also like, you know, the fact that you were so prepared to that first meeting? Definitely, yeah, had to build up my portfolio from really like 
having really crappy projects to, you know, trying to make something that's a little bit more tied up and put together. Honestly, I think I did it through lots of like, I don't want to sound all corny, but I feel like I just had to put in the hours and the effort and like really starting to dissect what mm-hmm. like at the time I'm sure I mean you're you're a big YouTuber so I'm sure you already know this but I think in 2016 not too many people had like super professional banners or anything like that at the time I remember yeah. like not seeing too many people who had really impressive work in the YouTube space and so I actually had to start looking for inspiration mm-hmm. outside of YouTube and I was looking you know, like different, very stylish Mm -hmm. fashion website banners. And I was trying to look at like, what magazines were doing at the time. And I just started practicing like laying out the typography and laying out like the cutout image of the subject and what kind of background colors and textures would complement these. Mm -hmm. And I think I just tried making these things over and over again to the point where I started understanding that there was like a formula to it. Wow. So when you're (laughs) making these things, it's just like you're doing it for yourself, right? It's not test clients or anything. You just... No. Okay. Yeah. And I sent out a lot of like those mock-up images Mm -hmm. as a way to also make my pitch seem more enticing to people oh for sure yeah so that was kind of how I built up my portfolio honestly just a lot of practice yeah I think that's a really great tip to like make those mock-ups for the space like for youtubers so that they can see your work Mm. because like I've searched for graphic designers too but people will have like designs in like different areas like like a flyer or like, you know, all these different things that don't relate to what you do. And it's hard to imagine it, you know, right? right. you can't, you don't know what their work is going to look like until you see that exact thing, whether it's an animation or a banner. So I think that's a great tip for like designers out there to just like, you just have to make it before you even get the client. Exactly. Like you couldn't have said it better. And that's actually something that I'm, I plan on teaching. So I have some girls that are actually also wanting to be mentored by me and coach. So um, Mm. I actually took on, I was supposed to take on five, but now I'm planning on taking on seven. But to these girls, I also want to teach exactly what you said about you need to understand that these people that you want to work for, they have no reason to like automatically trust you Mm -hmm. unless you can really show them exactly what you can do and apply it to their craft and what they're doing and their platform. Otherwise, like, how are they supposed to know? Like, you might have really good work in something that's so irrelevant, but that doesn't automatically mean that you are suited for this other job. It's so true. Because, like, you can't imagine how it will translate. Like, they might be great at making one thing, but you don't know how they'll do making your stuff. So... That's exactly. like, yeah, let's go back. That's so cool that you're mentoring younger designers. Like, where did you find these girls and mm-hmm. talk about why you're doing this? Yeah, I think as our business started to grow, I started getting a lot of emails in my hello email, you know, <laughs> girls asking for design tips, asking me questions about like what programs I use or, you know, how do you do like a specific like this neon effect or X, Y and Z. 
And I realized that a lot of these questions were actually very repetitive. They all wanted to know the same things. That mm. actually inspired me to <laughs> put myself out there a little bit more and start these like Instagram lives called Chat at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Yeah. I would just go live on Instagram with my business partner, Sophie, and we would just answer questions that people would have for us or just go through some of the DMs that I got regarding design or to start your design business. And mm -hmm. we then started getting DMs or emails from people saying, hey, like totally missed your live because I'm in Belarus. I can't go back to your chit chat because basically the 24 hour window has closed. They yeah. were like, how oh, is there any way I could read these again or view these again? And that's kind of when I started realizing that, wow, like people actually do want to go back to these tips or tricks and try it out for themselves. So that, that also inspired us to actually create a free ebook and it's called How I Got My First Big Client mm -hmm. and it talks about like my journey of going through like my struggles post-college and how I went from a freelancer to like a business owner mm. and how, you know, that same story that I basically told you about how I hit up Jen yeah. was what I kind of wrote out in the book. Yeah, that's super cool. I think you're so smart for doing that and like if you ever wanted to expand your blog or like even make a YouTube about design, you could totally do that. <laughs> so actually funny that you bring that up because yeah. literally, literally, yeah, not even a week ago, actually, mm -hmm. we made a YouTube channel. The story of like people telling us that they can't see it after the 24 hours, we realized that it would be better for us yeah. to put in the same amount of effort, but make the content more permanent so that people yeah. always go back and read it or like people who might discover us later on like we don't have to go over the same thing over and over with people you know yeah yeah so yeah we made a youtube channel it's super new we only have like i don't know like 92 subscribers okay. what's or something the name like of the that. channel i have it's, to check it out oh yeah oh my god so it's called dld studio okay dld.studio but oh my god i think we need a hundred people subscribers to get verified <laughs> so okay. we don't even have like a slash something domain <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure by the time this episode's out you'll have 100 subscribers i'll subscribe right oh, after this but I'm, i know you'll get there yeah we, <laughs> yeah we want to use that channel to not only talk about like our design tips and tricks but we also want to really showcase like what other admirable creatives are doing in the industry because i feel like sometimes being a creative or like kind of being behind the computer screen people mm -hmm. don't really get to appreciate like your craft and your process and all they see is like kind of the shiny finished product. So yeah. yeah, we plan on like bringing on different kinds of like clients that we have or creatives and hate to put you on the spot, but we would love to have you on on one of us. Oh my God, I would love to be on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's, that's so cool of you to do and so smart. Thank you. What will you do for your dreams in 2019? Introducing the Artist of Life Workbook and Daily Planner by Lavendaire, tools to help you create your best year in 2019. If you love journaling, self-discovery, creativity, and productivity, these are perfect for you. Filled with 125 pages of questions and exercises, the 2019 Artist of Life Workbook walks you through reflecting on your past year, setting goals and intentions for the new year, discovering yourself, staying committed to your goals, and tracking your progress monthly. The Daily Planner by Lavendaire is a tool to help you design a productive, effective, and meaningful day. The Artist of Life Workbook helps you plan a macro view of your life, while the Daily Planner helps you plan the micro. Together, these tools will help you build your dream life one page at a 
a time. They're seriously life-changing and they make great gifts too. Go to shop.lavendaire.com to check them out. Sending you so much light. Can you talk about what made you want to become a design studio going from freelancer to like founder and business owner? Yeah, I think it's because I realized that for me, taking on a lot of clients is really good. But there came a point where I wanted to help out all these like different clients or people or brands that were coming to us. But I realized that with me just being a one man team, it was getting really hard. Because I would have to spend, you know, the whole morning, I don't know, I would spend like a good four or five hours just getting back to people daily through emails or like calls. And that actually left me only like a good two, three hours a day to do my design work. Mm -hmm. And my design work was getting really backed up, but there were more requests coming in. And I think it was just getting really overwhelming for me around. And this was around like 2017. So like a year Mm. after I started working with Jen. And that's kind of when I partnered up with my partner, Sophie, who I talked about earlier, because she kind of had the same vision Mm -hmm. as me, but she had the more business side of skills that I felt like I was personally lacking at the time. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of started helping me manage my daily schedule and also like help me talk to clients without me personally having to be yeah. on all these calls and responding to emails. And I think it's so disheartening when you put in so many hours to like crafting like a really professional email and you don't even get a response or you don't oh, get yeah. that gig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so do you guys do a lot of outreach rather than like people coming? I'm sure you have a lot of people coming to you, but do you also do outreach? We actually really don't. We should. Okay, okay sorry. When I well, meant, I'm just um, curious. Emails, yeah, yeah. I meant kind of responding to people who inquire about us oh yeah yeah I do have to say that we have been doing a little bit more outreach lately just because we're also trying to find more opportunities to give to like our junior designers or like the mentees that I'm planning on coaching this spring Mm. and I would love to like help them kind of get gigs and really like give them a hand to hold on to so that they could start off their design businesses oh yeah Oh, totally. And how did you meet your business partner, Sophie? She also went to USC, so fight on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was a grade under me, but we had the same, I think, art theory class. And I would like see her talking during like presentations or things like that. And I always thought that she kind of was this like fiery person. And I personally don't consider myself like a super fiery person. So I kind of liked talking to her and kind Mm -hmm. of picking at her brain and also, like, it, it was like a fun energy to always talk to her, but we were never like besties or anything at the time. And I think a year, like, after we graduated, we would always like catch up and grab our little like seasonal brunches. And she was at a place where this is a year after she started working at her job at like a big tech company. She was telling me about how she feels so unfulfilled and like she didn't really like the culture that she was in. And for me, like that was the time I started feeling really overwhelmed and stressed about the emails and like, how do I manage this business by myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we kind of just looked at each other one day and we're like, hey, what if we like teamed up? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Yeah, it's kind it's of so crazy. good to find like your other half, you yeah, know? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So now that you have a business partner, what does most of your time go to? Mm-hmm. Like, are you still designing a lot or what are you doing? Yeah, I would say yes, definitely designing a lot. Three, four full days a week I spend on designing. And then I w- it actually okay. allowed me to start looking into more content creation. So I do understand that social media is like a big part of what we do mm-hmm. and we need to always be on top of like sharing our work and sharing our process and just being mm-hmm. open and engaged with the community so mm-hmm. it definitely freed up my hands a, lo- a lot in that sense mm-hmm. and I recently got into like art directing yeah so that was something I was kind of looking always looking at like oh I wonder if that's something I could take on one of those day- one of these days and kind of set it as a long-term milestone for myself But actually, Mm -hmm. um, at the end of last year, I was hired by the Sincerely Jules team, who's like a blogger, and um, to art direct one of her very first, I think, video projects. Mm -hmm. So that was really super meaningful. I like almost cried that day. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Where do you see yourself in the next few years? Where do you want to grow towards? Is it art directing or what else? I would love to take on more art directing gigs, but I think Mm -hmm. in the end, like I'm always going to be a designer and I would never like completely let go of doing designs. Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, one thing, okay, let me refer back to one of your podcast episodes, actually, (laughs) but we really listen to your stuff a lot and we're always like nodding. Oh my God, you're so cute. We're like nodding and like looking at each other like, yeah, that like resonates so much with us. But I think you said Mm -hmm. something about in one of your episodes, you talked about how there's two different kinds of people. One is a jackhammer and the other is like a hummingbird. Oh, yeah. It was like one of your yeah, old episodes, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I think I always saw myself as a jackhammer. Mm. But I think in the past year, I started seeing myself more as a hummingbird. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I used to be like pure design, all design, like design or nothing, like just art making stuff behind the computer. Yeah. But now, um, now that I've, you know, dabbled a little bit in art direction, now that I'm trying out like coaching and just engaging with people now that I'm trying also like content creation Mm -hmm. I've developed like a different kind of passion for it that's amazing (laughs) yeah thank you yeah like I consider myself a hummingbird too because I can't get like too I can't do one thing for too long I really have to try Mm. out all these different things but that's cool to hear how you've evolved yeah all right so now I'm gonna move on to some Facebook questions that we got from our Lavi Love community so the first question is from Sumaira. She asked, how do we learn about graphic designing from scratch at home? Ooh, I would say, first of all, you do have to probably get the Adobe Creative Suite because I'm not sure if you can try doing graphic design without any of like the core programs. And I would say just watch tutorial mm-hmm. videos and get familiar with the tools. And then maybe what you could then try out is like, Find like a simple but cool image or banner that you see on the internet and then try replicating it by like dissect it and try replicating it. That was for me the best way to learn how Mm -hmm. to do graphic design. Wow. Okay, so the next question is from Kizzy. What are your best tips for portfolio building and getting started with doing graphic design professionally? Build your portfolio relevant to where you want to go. So I think in college, your professors kind of teach you that what's important is to kind of have a very well 
grounded or generic. I, I, I would, they probably didn't yeah. say generic, but that was kind of my <laughs> takeaway. They're but it polished, is generic. Right? Yeah. Like be, but I think that's only if you want to go into like a big design agency and they need to see like a wide like range of different kinds of skills. But in my opinion, if you want to have your own design business and if you know the specific industry that you want to go into, I think it's important to actually kind of sharpen your skills, especially for that field and kind of craft your portfolio so that everything showcased is relevant. Mm, That's such a good tip because it's not about being like great at everything, but like just being sharp in that industry. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay, next question is from Liana. How did you market yourself to stand out from other graphic designers? Ooh, I think it's not really about having the best set of skills. But, you know, I, I personally think that you can't market yourself as the best designer to every single person or employer out there. But I, what I do think is that you can kind of pick and choose the people you really want to appeal to. And kind of like my answer to the previous question, like craft your portfolio so that you stand out the most to them. Mm-hmm. Make your work very relevant and like try to give them what they're looking for. Yeah, totally. And back then, was Jen Im like your favorite YouTuber? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I would just watch her stuff all the time. And honestly, I don't even think I knew she was going to respond. I think I just sent it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, but it worked. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that because I think some people think that, oh, Jen is so unreachable or these YouTubers are unreachable, yeah. which like we technically do see all the messages that come in, but like it depends on what you say that makes us respond. Totally. You know, if you have something valuable to share, like it's going to catch our attention. Exactly. Yeah. So now I'm going to move on to some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I am. (laughs) Okay. What does your dream life look like? Ooh, lots of coffee, puppies, (laughs) puppies rolling around. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of sunlight. Um, Okay. Sorry. I'm being like too maybe visual with this description. No, I love that. I love Um, that. And just like a day (laughs) full of really inspiring and work that, you know, evokes Mm -hmm. like emotion and passion on that I'm gonna veer off and ask another question but like yeah what do you do when you're not inspired because I know you can get in a rut you can get like designer block or whatever what do you do totally I actually try to do the opposite thing of thinking hard which is to just shut off my brain so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty embarrassed to say this but I'm like a huge tv junkie and to be specific Mm. like trash slash reality tv (laughs) junkie so sometimes like when I'm so overwhelmed and I'm yeah like in a rut I just stop move physically away from the computer sit in front of the tv just like watch things mindlessly but I think what I do there is I'm shutting off my brain but my eyes are still watching and observing so like Mm -hmm. I think tv is one of the best inspirational like tools that a designer can have because you know there's so much content and you know like all of like if you really dissect a lot of the tv shows like you can really take away a lot about like the way things are edited or the way they add in the music or the way the title graphics are made and like Mm -hmm. transitions and things like that and I think for me like trying harder to be creative when I'm not already feeling that creative kind of backfires So I just have to turn it all off. Mm, You just need a break. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. Okay, back to the rapid fire questions. Um, what is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody? Ooh, ooh, I have a good one. Your book. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you get it already? Yeah, I did. Oh my oh. god, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. So next question is, what is one habit that has changed your life? Working out. Mm. Do you work out a lot? I've never been like a, the sporty kind. And I always thought, you know, working out and me are like oil and water. But mm -hmm. recently, okay, so last year, I kind of had a health scare where my neck got really messed up. And I couldn't like turn it or I, I think I sprained it or something but it was really scary, scary and I had to go to the doctor and I was like crying for two three days straight because I couldn't even like lay down mm. and wow. after that my partner and I like I think just decided that we need to be a little bit more health conscious and start taking care of our bodies because you know like mm. even all of this work that we do is kind of meaningless if our health is not where it needs to be so yeah. we started working out and I think that actually really helped both of us a lot in the sense of just having being like a more calm person and having like a healthy outlet where we don't feel like angry about things or just learning how mm -hmm. to like let things go. I think that was actually really life changing for me. That's amazing. Do you guys still work out together? We tried working out together, but now we go separately, but we <laughs> do go to, oh, so we go to the same trainer. Okay. Yeah. Just different times. Different times. That's good. All right. What is the best life or career advice that you've ever gotten? Ooh. Oh, there's one. So there's this amazing graphic designer that I love and like adore or adore is maybe not the right word, like worship. He's His name is mm -hmm. Chris Doe. And he, I think he goes by the future on YouTube. Okay. And I remember he was talking about, you know, a great artist or a great designer who never shares their work is the world's biggest secret. Mm. And I think that really inspired me to like really understand that I need to constantly practice sharing my work and engaging with people because I can make all this work for myself, but is it really like meaningful if I can't like put it out there and have discussions yeah. with other people about it. And I think that kind of goes back to what I told you about the GIF thing when mm -hmm. I was a kid. Like, I think you always need to, whatever you make, like don't be afraid and put it out there. Yeah, that's yeah. a great one because I know a lot of people are so scared to post anything that they make. Artists are like yeah. extra fragile sometimes. Extra fragile, I agree. I mean, do you still get afraid or nervous posting stuff or are you kind of over it now? Once in a while, yeah. Um, and mm -hmm. I think you know, a lot of the times it happens around like that time of the month, maybe this is <laughs> like TMI. Yeah. But I do have like moments here and there where I'm feeling a little bit not as secure about things. But I think I just also then tell myself that, hey, like, what's the worst thing that can honestly come out of it? Like, just post it, like, just share it. Yeah. Because in the end, like, yeah. even if you get like one negative comment or something, like, you know, there's going to be more other people who appreciate it and want to tell you like their mm -hmm. thoughts about it. So yeah, you just yeah. have to get over it, honestly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is? Ooh, being creative. Aw, spoken like a yeah. true artist. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I'm sure you can agree to this, but I think, you know, we're not really pursuing this path necessarily because it's like the most money-wise, like, you know, beneficial or mm -hmm. things like that. But I think for me... 
being creative was honestly the best thing that I could have done. Mm-hmm. And I think it still is. I love it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Dawn. So lastly, where can we find you online? Ooh, so we have a website, www.dld.studio. And my Instagram is at Donley Design. And we also have a YouTube channel now. Yay. I think you just have to go on it and just search dld.studio because we don't even have a custom domain yet. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, once you do, and I know you will, I'll post the link in the show notes and the blog for this podcast. Oh, that would be so awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much, yeah. Dawn. This was so much fun. And thank you for sharing your insights. Thank you so much for having me. All right, I hope you like that conversation with Don Lee and I hope you learned something from it. So if you are an aspiring graphic designer, I want to emphasize this point that she talked about. You want to sharpen your portfolio for the industry or even the person and the brand that you want to work with. It's not about having like a diverse, well-rounded portfolio. If you know who you want to work for, create work for that person or that brand and that will make such a difference. You'll be able to stand out if you do that. Another thing I got to emphasize is you just have to put in the hours and the work you just have to keep practicing and practicing until you get better dawn mentioned that she did a lot of dissecting from like tv shows and fashion websites on their design and you kind of have to have that reverse engineer mindset and if you want to get better you can literally like try to replicate something cool that you find online and the truth is the only way to get better is to do the work and practice lastly i also want to emphasize to our creators out there how important it is to share your work to reach out and make those connections to communicate rather than just like creating your art quietly in the corner if dawn never reached out to jen im or any other youtubers she would never have been able to work with them and working with those youtubers led to all these other amazing opportunities that have come her way so if you admire someone and you really want to work with them don't be shy about reaching out just do it i know it's scary but you have to build the courage to just like send that message reach out follow up because some people are busy and they need follow-up emails I know I do and the worst thing that can happen is you get a no and you're right back where you started like you don't have anything to lose by reaching out you have everything to lose by not reaching out because that's a definite no so if you want to increase your chances at getting clients and getting work you definitely have to put yourself out there put your work out there and also reach out all right that's it for today love you guys so much and I'll talk to you guys in the next one bye Alright, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Next, make sure you check out the 2019 Artist of Life workbook and the Daily Planner by Lavender on my website, lavender.com shop. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye!